This is a Skeptic Frog production. Fire. Air. Water. Earth. Eight years have passed since the Avatar's untimely end, with fear that the Avatar line may have ended, and with withering hope for the White Lotus to continue holding peace, the search for the next Avatar hastily begins. Uh, Milo, you are in your quarters, uh, taking your sixth nightly nap, otherwise known as sleep. Uh, <laughs> to which you wake up in the morning, you hear the birds chirping outside, or the bird dogs. You hear the uh, the low humming of uh, air defense machines operating in the distance, uh, and no... Uh, you don't see any Valhalla ruin here. This is just your normal quarters right off of your normal office. Uh, unfortunately, though, uh, Milo, roll me, just roll me a, a, a luck check. D, just a raw D20. 19. 19. You very much remember the conversation that you had last night with a particular uh, spirit and airbender uh, in, in projection. Uh, something is coming today and you rested well, especially with the 19 that does not prohibit a, uh, uh, this unease that you feel today, sort of like that feeling you get with a calm before a storm, uh, as you wake up this morning rested, but with a tinge of, uh, nervousness. As you wake up and get yourself ready, you, you're hearing a knock at your door and through the other side, you hear your favorite, uh, favorite good old pal, uh, Bandon go, uh, General Milo, General Milo, are you, are you awake? Well, I am now. Uh, I'm so sorry, sir. I didn't mean to wake you. It's okay. I had to get up anyways. Well, yeah, we've got a couple guests here, uh, that came by last night while you were taking your... Uh, meditation. Am I familiar with these guests, or are they new faces? No, you're very familiar with them. We've got, uh, what, what was it? The the White Lotus members. Ah, yes. Good. Is Yang with them? Uh, yeah, he's actually over where um, where Tenzin is. And uh, Milo, you, you know that uh, your mother and father... Uh, when they passed away, were buried on Air Temple Island. It was one of the requests that Tenzin had. Uh, it's actually right nearby. Anybody that has watched Legend of Korra, uh, those those boards that are supposed to be like airbending training exercises, his uh, both of their tombstones are near that, like a small little uh, garden area with those tombstones there. Wonderful. Okay. <clears throat> And um, like I, I picture Milo like getting dressed at this point, like he was in the process of getting dressed when uh, he heard the knocking at his door. So he, he continues to get dressed and he says, I'll be just a few moments then if you'd like to inform them. Also offer to bring them tea or breakfast or whatever we have laying around at this point of the day. All right, sir. So it's all right if I wake them. Uh, he looks out the window. Is it like early, early? I imagine he Milo probably gets up early. You know, he's the, the general here. He's an older guy. Both of those scream early riser to me. Yeah, that's fair. You are seeing the the sun cresting over the mountains. That it's honestly a glorious, a pretty beautiful view of Republic City that you see the sunrise coming, casting over the uh, mountain tops, kind of shading still Republic City while you get that nice 
uh, orange uh, sun or sky uh, before it rises even higher. Then uh, Milo will say, oh, maybe they need their rest. We'll do drills this morning and see if that naturally wakes them up. Uh, uh, yes, sir. Right away, sir. Yes. Uh, Rally the troops. Will do. Will do. And you hear him pit-patter off. And uh, Milo's going to finish getting dressed, and he's going to, um, yeah, uh, set the troops into um, some morning drills to get them uh, prepared and ready for the day. Okay. Uh, as you get yourself ready, you head on outside, um, and uh, you've got your second-in-command that comes up. We've never discussed this person before, because I just made them up. Uh, and, <laughs> and they walk up to you with a clipboard, and they're the type of person that has that face that's always, like, squinted, like their eyes are never fully open. They just walk up with a clipboard next to you and say, All right, so what drills will they be doing today? Oh, I think we can do the standard. Let's start with push-ups, sit-ups, a jog, and then flight maneuvers. Yes, sir. You heard the man! And he rings a bell or something, I don't know. Or like a avatar bell. Uh, <laughs> and they all begin to do this. But Milo, um, is there anything going on in your mind as you're watching your men do these uh, procedures and these drills? Yeah, he's uh, thinking about the day ahead. He definitely, I think the last time you and I met, one of the things on his mind was like he needs to catch up with his brother, uh, Rohan. Um, especially with the news he's recently received that something's coming to the city. So... Um, part of this drill is just to like make sure everyone uh, at the base is uh, alive and awake. But um, it's also giving him a little bit of time to think about what's to come and how he wants to handle this. So he's just kind of sorting out his daily plans, I suppose. Okay. And uh, would you say it, uh, it was pretty late in the afternoon, dusk, maybe a little bit after that, when you had your conversation uh, with the news that you got last night. Uh, do you think that you would have been able to mention this to your troops at the time, or are you just not doing that at all, you think? He, I'm thinking he's a bit concerned about raising panic. Um, he, I guess he knows his troops can handle it and should be alerted that something's incoming, but he doesn't want word to reach the city without being able to talk to his brother first. Okay. So he's mostly just going them through the drills to make sure that they're ready if something happens before he can make an announcement. But he hasn't formally told them yet, I think. Okay. Yeah, that's totally fair. We can cut to Kevin uh, waking up in the morning, hearing uh, the sounds of whistles and bells and uh, troops uh, patting on the ground and uh, jogging about and getting these procedures ready. Uh, you hear that through the window uh, of the room that you are in at Air Temple Island. Uh, as you're hearing it, roll me a d20, Kevin. Eight. Eight? Okay. Um, you rested uh, not very well. You, I mean, you obviously still get the same mechanical uh, benefits of getting a full rest, but you are having dreams tonight of, of those things that things just aren't sitting right with you at this moment. You know, uh, you kept having these dreams like what's going on with your mother at, at the uh, Southern Water Tribe and Kevin, I want to ask, how are you feeling getting up and getting ready? Uh, what's going on in your head as you're hearing this? these drills take place outside? This is going to be one long day. Really? I hope I hope this plan works. <laughs> I really hope you don't get that crazy woman um, guards uh, soldiers there. <laughs> yeah. In the words of the great Kevin, it's just one of those days. 
<laughs> so uh, you get yourself uh, up and ready. Uh, is there anything that you want to do um, while you're once you get dressed and prepared for the day? I'm going to call home. Try to get either hold of my father or a hold of Bana, where one uh, can answer the phone to make sure they one they're caught up and two uh, know where we are. So don't worry. Okay, so you want to call uh, your father or Vana. You begin to uh, ring the telephone. You find one within Air Temple, uh, within the Air Temple Islands Temple. Uh, there isn't one in every single room because that's just, you know, they live a minimalistic lifestyle. But you do eventually find one uh, somewhere. Uh, you, give a, you give a quick call and the phone rings for a little bit. <clears throat> and as the phone gets picked up, you hear... Uh, you hear somebody else on the other line. <clears throat> Sorry. Yes, hello. Hello, Vana. Uh, no, this is Z. Uh, hey, Z. Hello. Oh. Who is this? Hey, this is Kevin. Oh, Kevin. Hi. What's what's going on? I was hoping to talk to my father or Vana. Well, everyone is still in bed at the moment. Uh, I'm the only one that's up uh, that I can tell so far. Okay. But I can relay a message. Okay, uh, uh, tell them I, me and Yang, we're on Ericsson Island, uh, mm -hmm. if they're acting where we are, and I hope, uh, Vonda rem remember our conversation. Well, I'm not her, so I can't guarantee that, but I can definitely tell you that, uh, I can, uh, I can relay that message for you. Gotcha. Uh, and DM, does this person I'm talking to, do they know about what's transpiring <laughs> or no? You know who Z is. Z okay. is um, Torque's right-hand man, basically. I mean, she's a woman, but he calls her, her his right-hand man. Uh, she's She was there when you guys uh, got introduced into the White Lotus Society and got your sashes. She's there whenever you guys call the uh, White Lotus School. This is the person that you talk to on the other end more often than not. I was saying home, like in like the house where me, me and like my dad and father are at. I know. I was wondering why Z was there. I know. <laughs> uh, Z, I got a. Uh, when did you came in? <laughs> uh, we got here last night. Gotcha. Oh, so at least we know we got reinforcements. Well, uh, me and Yang, we are trying to get the, uh, hopefully, General Milo to provide security for the councilman. Uh, all right. I could. Pretty much. It's do you it want me a mess? It's yeah, it sounds this. like it'd be easier if you just come here and tell them this. I am kind of in the middle of cooking breakfast, and you do hear some pots, uh, some pots and stuff uh, clanging in in your dad's uh, kitchen. But she continues and goes. But I can relay the message on where you are and that you are safe. Gotcha. We'll meet up soon. All right, and she hangs up before okay. you have a chance to say anything else. Okay, I'm going to finish <laughs> getting dressed, and I'm going to. Try to look for Yang. <laughs> okay, yeah. Roll me a uh, perception check. Perception. 15 plus 3, 18. Okay. It takes you a little bit of time, uh, but with an 18, it doesn't take uh, very long. You end up finding Yang. You see he has, um, uh, well, it looks like he's laying on the ground asleep at this point in front of these two uh, headstones uh, behind the air temple. Uh, next to this, what looks to be just giant doors on these uh, on these boards that seem to uh, spin in circles in the wind, but very slowly. 
but you see he's just conked out on the grass right now. I'm going to check to make sure he's okay. Because he just came in late. Uh, late. <laughs> and uh, Yang, roll me a d20. 16. 16. You had a pretty good sleep. Um, you did fall asleep later than... Uh, than Kevin for sure, because Kevin just conked out as soon as he got here, and you spent your time kind of just meditating and resting. You know, you you just keep playing back moments that's happened uh, the, this past day in your mind. You hear uh, the moments that Dante was saying things like, you know, just because other per other people have hurt you doesn't mean that I should be the one to get hurt by it uh, and stuff like that. You see the moments when. Uh, you met the president and it wasn't as good of an exchange as you wanted it to be. Uh, and you feel these, these moments kind of go through your head. Uh, but this looming sense of dread, much like with Milo, uh, how he felt, you, f you just feel like something is off today. Like something doesn't sit right with you today, even though you, you feel rested and, and good. You're not, you can't quite put your finger on it, but uh, as your eyes hazily uh, begin to clear into focus, you see Kevin is shaking you awake, sitting over top of you while you're on the grass. Morning, Thank you, Wakey. Um, no, thank you. Thank <laughs> you, woke. I was, I'm kind of surprised that you're not sleeping with, with, uh, with, I, 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 I needed to come out here for a moment and Understandable. Med meditate. Today's the day. I look up into the sky quizzically with some concern as well. Yeah, it is. Maybe that's what I'm feeling right now. That's fine, General Milo. Hopefully he can put us to ease. Oh, good news. Uh, remember Z? Yes. But she, she's at my dad's house, and sounds it sounds like there's a couple of White Lotus members with her. So it looks like backup has arrived. Is that necessarily a good thing? Considering what might happen, maybe. Kevin, I have an idea, and I'm not sure everyone's going to like it. But we need to go talk to my uncle real quick. Yeah, let's head that direction. And as you guys are having this conversation, you do hear some whistles on the other side of the building. Uh, obviously outside, and Yang, as you're kind of talking to Kevin, uh, facing that direction, uh, you, your eyes uh, just happen to see some, what looks like airbender uh, exercises in the sky right now. You see some airbenders flying and doing some maneuvers in the air. Uh, they don't use the, uh, the staff that you do. They have the suits that can spread out as though they are like flying squirrels essentially and you see them using these as they're doing some maneuvers up in the sky in his heart yang wishes he could join them but he understands the importance of what's going on and pushes that feeling aside and pushes forward to general uh, to uncle milo okay and uh milo the exercises are nearing completion you just got your men up to do some airbending exercises and this is the funnest part and uh, as you're sitting here and you're contemplating all this stuff, you do hear the front doors open and shut. Uh, and it sounds like two pairs of footsteps come walking uh, from behind you. Without looking back, he immediately says, I knew you would find me. I bow. Greetings, General. He smiles. 
<laughs> he totally didn't know who walked in. He just wanted to <laughs> hit the steam like he did. <laughs> so once he hears their voices, he'll turn around. <laughs> I love it. Yang's smiling at Uncle Milo like he knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they share a knowing look. <laughs> and uh, Milo says, uh, yes, I, I heard that you uh, have arrived last night. Welcome, welcome back. Thank you. We have some concerns. Well, pretty much about today's events. <laughs> Is this a good uh, spot to tell you, or you want to talk more in private? Are the others still sleeping? Do you want to involve them in the conversation? It's just I, the two of us. I, Uncle, if you don't mind, can you actually send somebody to retrieve our companions from uh, Councilmember Mike's house? While meditating with Grandfather, I had an idea that I wanted to pitch everybody's way. I think I can arrange a pickup. Why don't we walk and talk and get somewhere a little bit more private? Yeah, you can't help but see your uh, your second in command is holding his clipboard with an eyebrow raised as he hasn't said anything this whole time. He's just trying to catch what's being said. Yeah, and uh, I think Milo is just going to like turn to him, approach him, and say, um, you were listening, weren't you? Oh, of course, sir. I, I must Good. know what's going that's, on. Good. That's what I expect from you. Good. Yes, mm. so then you know... <laughs> That I'm expecting a pickup from Mike's house. Councilman yes, Mike. Yes, sir. Oh, Councilman Mike, thank you. There are many Mikes in the city. Please feel free to use Tyro. Well, that'll make uh, it more convenient. Yes, absolutely. I'll have them uh, fetched up right quick and in a jiffy. It's early in the morning, so take your time. You mean people are not up at this hour? I look at him kind of like, unfortunately, not everybody is will be up this early. He just mutters under his breath how lucky they must be. <laughs> what was that, Stolcher? Uh, nothing, sir, nothing. Did you just I say will... you wish we got up earlier? Uh, yes, I sir, if that's so. what you I'll wanted to hear, him. sir. Write that down. Uh, I'll consider yes, sir. it for the future. I'm usually up an hour earlier than this. See, we can learn a lot from Yang. Yeah. Yes, sir, and I, I, I hope to learn from you one day soon, uh, young airbender. <laughs> Please don't. Good. Okay, and he just he just uh, like walks forward and begins to announce to let the airbenders come down, catch uh, a few of them from the sky. Catero inside to see if he's he kind of moaning or complaining along as he's leaving us. You don't need to. You can you can still kind of hear his mumbling. <laughs> oh my god, that's, that's so good. Yang is gonna look at his uncle and. Basically, all the concern he has for today is going to show on his face. And um, I, I think uh, Milo would just like immediately picks up on that and responds, saying, So you can tell that something's supposed to happen soon, too, huh? Yes, sir. I'm just hoping it's the information we have regarding two separate plots against the council and president. Two of them? Yes. Um, are we in a private we need... We'll oh. walk. And Milo I... will lead the way to his office. Um, Yang is basically going to say, we need your the assistance of your troops and yourself. The council and the president, and I put disdain in that same word, refuse to listen to the threat that's being taken against them. However... We were just informed of the plot against the council ourselves, and we made haste to be here. 
as you know, the White Lotus have no power or abilities to do anything within the city. And the civilians are going to be at risk if these revoltists do attack. Oh, as far as, far as we know, the president is asking assistance from the military. We don't, we hoping those, when, when we call for a military, calling for you, not the general. Uh, from what Uncle Rohan told me, and I say that with looseness, the other council member, the general with the chief blockers, is going to provide security. I would love for the airbenders to protect the civilians. Yes. Well, it just so happens that I had penciled into my schedule a meeting with my brother today. So chances are good that I'll be on hand. Do you know any more information about what is to transpire? As I look at Kevin. <laughs> As far as we know, there's possibly two attacks the exact around the exact same time. Around one the same time. So do you have a where? During the president's speech. Mm-hmm. The ones that are going to attack the president, they're going to be earthbenders wearing, uh, wearing masks. They're going to try not to use any bending. I'm, I look at Kevin for a moment, even hating myself for, question, uh, for bringing this question up. Do we trust Jaeger? Yes. Jaeger may be many things, but he is trustworthy. Um, remember uh, the Equalists? They were wearing those types of masks when they attacked. I see. And then you got the Firebenders. Uh, they could be... The Earthbenders could be just a surprise when the Firebenders uh, strike at the Council. So there will be... This could be a huge confusion. Literally, they just came up with this last night. <laughs> okay. Sounds like things are going to get a little bit messy today, then. Mm-hmm. But with well, any luck, we can help restore order. Well, prevent it, people from getting hurt. According to our contact, it was a lot better than their original plan. Their original plan was to attack them at their homes. At least this way, it could be at the council, uh, same, uh, same place where the president is. So it's going to be at least easier for us to coordinate a plan of, of, of an attack. Or at least try to contain them or, or well, deter them. While Kevin is explaining this to Uncle Milo, Yang is going to go look out a window and just try to figure out why he's feeling uneasy about today. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think Milo takes note of that, but he's like mentally processing everything that's allegedly supposed to happen today. And he's um, working his general or his uh commander slash uh leadership brain cells into um processing all of this and start thinking about tactics and approaches and stuff like that um a couple of days ago we asked for the white lotus to to provide assistance because uh we know about the tech about the about the president you mentioned that their original plan was to strike at people's homes the congressman's homes yes and they've switched to attacking during the president's speech. Yes. I wonder why. I'd like to say uh, my co our contact was very persuasive. He nods. He begins stroking his uh, goatee. Deep in thought. Okay. Well, I believe that I can mobilize um, a certain number of my troops to be on standby and to make sure that 
uh, to make sure that collateral damage is kept to a minimum. And I'll certainly be there. I can time my desire to speak with my brother around this speech, so I'll be conveniently on hand. Yang will noticeably stiffen when Milo says that he's going to talk to his brother. Are you okay, Yang? I'll be fine, Uncle. Just a bad experience with the president. I see. Oh. Keep your head on straight today. People's lives could depend on it. And then afterwards we can sort out whatever troubles you. I promise you, Uncle. I have no concerns either way. My main duty will be to... And then I'll look back out the window. He uh, watches for a moment and just kind of nods and uh, looks back over at Kevin. Uh, Maybe a little bit of a sigh, but he uh, trusts Yang to keep focus and do what's right for the the people of the city today. We'll try our best. That's the only thing we can say. We'll try our best. Internally, Yang is committed to his path and knows that he's made the right choice. Once uh, Yang feels like uh, Uncle Milo understands the gist of what was going, what's going to happen, he's going to ask if he could rehearse his speech with them and get feedback. Yeah, okay. I think it sounds like we have some time to kill before the uh, other people get here. So I, I think that's totally doable. We'll get tea. It'll be great. Okay. Uh, so in that regard, let's us cut to a different part of the city altogether. Uh, we're going to zoom out from Air Temple Island and uh, go far, but not too far. Uh, we are reaching surprisingly to the waters of uh, the bay here where Air Temple Island is diving deep underground un- under the water and then through the ground to where we now meet up with Rena in the hideout that she has found for herself because of her, uh, well, a special uh, friend of the past, I guess you can say. Uh, but Rena, I need you to roll me a DC constitution check. This isn't a save, so you don't add your save bonus. This is just standard oh, constitution. Nelly. Yeah. This is a little different from everybody else's rolls. 18 plus 5. Okay, good. Uh, you wake up, you feel better than you did last night, that's for sure. Uh, you, you don't get any of the the convulsions in your chest or anything like that. Uh, but though you do feel a little bit of uh, unease just because you know what today is, you know what the plan is, and uh, all the events that should be transpiring today, waking up, you already hear and can sense the presence of multiple bodies in this hideout of, uh, of your sisters where uh, you hear her kind of muffled speech as the door to this uh, room that you are in is shut and uh, you tell me uh, Rena what's going on in your head you know uh, exactly what I told you but how are you feeling what is what is going on well um boy howdy Taro's like really tired like from all the fights that have been happening and then uh the the whole uh your spirit's broken whoops um but she's also like 
you can't she can't really focus on that today so she's trying to put all that thought about her spirit being broken aside and try to focus on the president what's happening today okay uh so i can see you get up you get yourself ready uh for the day you get all your your clothes all your dis- your disguise ready and all this whatnot uh, you see that your sister has already provided you with what looks like uh, a mask of Amon uh, that you see resting on uh, one of the pieces of furniture inside this room for you uh, with a you know a dim light of uh, what looks like a lantern hanging um, just above you. And as you get ready and you open the door, you see roughly 75 uh, earthbenders all in this room. Uh, crowded into this giant uh, space. And anybody that has seen um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the live action films where they found this underground subway hideout that was uh, like abandoned long ago, that's essentially what this room looks like. And you see this crowd of people as uh, your sister, uh, Eva, is directing everybody and kind of pointing out weapons and uh, masks and stuff. and. Uh, she finally turns to you after uh, you've kind of got lost in thought thinking about watching your little sister like this and she comes up to you with a smile on her face uh, gives you a hug and goes rena you're finally awake are you feeling any better i've never been peachier well no i have that's a lie um (laughs) i'm fine don't worry about me okay yes today's a did you sleep at all uh, a little bit. I got enough. Uh, and she does kind of uh, wipe a bit of okay. uh, tiredness from her eyes because uh, today it, it's a big day. It's a big day. We can't we can't rest uh, as much as we would like, I guess. Tara's going to smile like a sad kind of smile and like rub her shoulder and be like, listen, you're great. You're amazing. Look at you. You're a natural-born leader, unlike me. Oh, you're you're a leader. I can I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> Do you need glasses, honey? <laughs> well, let me try yours. You want these? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Jesus. Are, yeah, I was gonna say like I see nothing changed. Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I take it this is part of the whole what what was the name Taro the taro thing that you made up yeah yeah taro that's her wears glasses interesting okay and pop the lens back to you oh goodness but uh listen i if there's anybody that comes to you asking questions or you see anybody with this nervousness about them don't hesitate to work your magic you know talk to them this is a dangerous moment here that we're going to hope to achieve today and if there's any tinge of hesitation in these men that could mean life or death because i don't know what's going to happen tonight or today i guess wow Jeez. And she rubs her uh, forehead a little a couple bit hours from now <laughs> oh man okay but you got this okay hey, you're great you got this too <laughs> and uh she she uh, just kind of walks away and begins to direct a few more people. Um, yeah, I guess she's just gonna make like her rounds and like make sure everyone has at least a couple of 
things on them to weapons. Say hi. How you doing? Okay. How's it going? Yeah. You see, you see, um, as you're going through your rounds and stuff, you do see it looks like uh, a man much, much older than you, probably in his 40s, uh, leaned down uh, with his arm over somebody's shoulder as he's talking to them closely. Uh, and the person that he's got his hand, his arm over is definitely younger, probably 15 or 16, with a very nervous face. And he's like, listen, son, you've got this. This is this is going to be for our family. We can't, we can't keep living like we can't do who we are. And uh, he looks up to you and just smiles and says, "See, look, you know, even she's ready to to go. She's ready to rumble for the sake of our people, for the sake of the city. This is all for the good." And he just the the young guy just looks at you and he goes, I, "This is this is a lot." <laughs> I know, kid, but hey, you'll be good. I'm gonna pat him on the shoulder and finger gun him. <laughs> yeah, thanks. And you see, like, he doesn't really take to what you said at, at all. It just seems, if anything, he's retreated into an introverted bit of himself even more. Well, I've done my part. <laughs> <laughs> if you walk away, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Shin, um, we're going to cut over to you. Uh, you or This is kind of going back in time a little bit for you. Mm -hmm. uh, but we're waking up. Roll me a d20, please. Two. <laughs> you didn't rest at all. And you'll still get the benefits of a, like a long rest and stuff because you were laying down all night, but you didn't sleep. My mind was going crazy. Yeah. There's so much going on right now. You know, you've you just lay there. You really just lay there for hours until the sun begins to rise. You can kind of see it through the the shadows are beginning to move on outside of your window and stuff. And uh, yeah, Shin, is there anything else that you want to add about how you're feeling right now? I'm just laying there thinking as, as the sun's finally coming up, it's like, just got to get through today. And then we can, I can move on to mm -hmm. what I actually got to do. And as you're laying there, I could see you kind of just laying on your back, looking up at your ceiling, not really moving, uh, just blankly looking up, processing things. And uh, as you do so, you hear a caw outside of your window, uh, just a little caw, caw. Look up and look out the window. I force myself to get up and go over to the window and open it okay. look more. You see it's a messenger hawk, uh, the same design and stuff of uh, the messenger hawks that you've seen any number of times and that we've expressed before. Uh, he's got a message on his leg for you. Uh, and you can't help but let out the sigh. You know this is not good if you're hearing back from them this this soon but within this note they've got what looks like a small bit of you on definitely less than what you're used to with jobs and i guess that's fair i mean you didn't really fulfill the job last time um but you're reading the note it doesn't really say anything in particular uh that just says that the man you're looking for slick has another contact within the city and gives a very brief description 
that says appearance unknown, location and occupation unknown, only that the name is Eva. And to get information and to cut this tie by any means necessary. Alright, <sighs> Shin's reading the note and then now he's got to find, track down another person. And he's just, he's gonna go just get ready for the day. Yeah, I could, I, I feel as though Shin may have just this dulled energy about him right now. Uh, it's just one thing after another, really. Uh, do you want to make a point to uh, go over to it while I'm getting ready? Stop it, like my in an in-home safe, basically. Okay. And just grab a paper out of there. All right. That's it. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Uh, you get. Oh, there's one more thing that the uh, paper told you that the person is an earthbender. Um, but you prepare for your day, you get your piece of paper and such, and begin to walk out. Uh, as you do, you see your uh, neighbor, the neighbor lady that you live with, uh, heading in to her place, which just seems kind of late, but you know she kind of she works at a bar. So you see she's got a tired look in her eyes, but she sees you and just goes, oh, oh good morning. I hope you rested well. Yeah, well rested, ready to get this day started. Looks like you had a long night. <laughs> I I did um a lot of uh a lot of uh strange occurrences I guess you can say the uh, police came over and asked about you the other day uh, yesterday uh, yeah sorry about that don't don't apologize I already got that taken care of you know they shouldn't be bothering you much at all but uh, I wanted to ask um you hang out with a bunch of firebenders at Briggards right a bunch of the that whole group that likes to go in there i know a couple of them that like to go over there i don't really go too much myself right right i'm just i'm just asking because i see you with that crowd the the jackets and all that i don't ask questions because honestly it doesn't matter to me um but do you mind if i give you something uh sure is it okay. for someone or uh Yes, and she reaches down into her bag and pulls out this uh, letter and hands it over to you with a little symbol on it. Uh, and she goes, uh, "Whenever you, if you happen to see anybody with this symbol on their hand, could you hand this to them?" Okay. I'm going to put it in my pocket, I guess. <laughs> Thank you. Um, they seem to have been hanging out with the Earthbenders from last night. I know they all, or the firebenders, I'm sorry, it's been a long night. Uh, just, you know, yeah, just make sure you could get that to them if, if you get the chance. They got scar, and she begins to describe the person's scars, uh, looks like they've got this rugged expression, although has a, a deep, um, kind of goes like a little over into detail about this person, almost as though she may like know more about them than what you need as a detail uh but scars tall um so muscly. completely making my own suspicions as to why she has so much detail about this person and that's totally fine if you want to try to like roll or anything or give me a bit of insight on what you're talking about <laughs> totally think she i'm passing some gift off to someone she has a crush on okay uh but she uh she describes this person and just goes yeah i 
you guys are just in the same group, so if you happen to see them, could you hand that to them, please? Uh, yeah, no problem. Thank you. And she just gives this the soft smile and opens the door and just goes, "You take care." Yeah. Have a good night. Have a good morning, day, sleep. <laughs> yeah, it is night for me. I can. Yeah, for sure. And uh, she shuts the door. And I make continue on my way. Second thought to the item that I was just given. Okay. Uh, And where are you going? You know you've got your hideout to go to, or the hideout that you need to go to. Uh, uh, There's the Earth's crust. Definitely making my way to the Earth's crust first. Okay. You get to the uh, the streets. Uh, Earth's crust seems relatively closed because it is actually this is off of the street that uh, the festival takes place on but it's very it's nearby uh, and you see a bunch of your guys getting stuff prepped into what looks like to be a uh, a stand that you guys kind of like pull or push your way to the festival you got your own little dedicated spot that you purchased like six months ago to let your stand be there for the festival and try to make some money there uh, and as you walk up you knock on the the door because you know it would be locked at the moment they don't need people coming in because you guys aren't open they say they see who you are and uh your friend comes over and opens it the the uh thin looking uh firebender like guy and he just goes shin what's up man well not much wanted to see if there's any way anything you guys need some help with getting ready for today well uh get some other things done yeah, I mean, we got a bunch of stuff going on in here. Uh, if if you want to help out, get stuff prepped, you can. Uh, are you going to be working with us today, or are you doing your own thing? To- I know you asked for this off. I was debating. Okay. You know, I you know if if I'm not here, then I'm gonna make my way here at some point. No, that's true. That's fair, man. Uh, but yeah, yeah. If you if you want to help out, feel free. No worries. Cool. I'm gonna head in and. Start helping get ingredients ready, get uh, just prep work and all that. Okay. And as you're prepping uh, within your own little pizza place with a couple of the other guys, they're all giving you just friendly nods. Uh, You see one of the new hires is, you know, still kind of reading through the menu real quick to see if he would know how to make anything. Uh, They've got, of course, you guys are a pizza place, so you guys do have some kind of oven that can be traveled with the stand, too. So you guys aren't handing out cold pizzas or anything. I did kind of give that an oversight. Um, but he's reading through the menu and stuff, and the same guy that opened the door for you kind of, like, makes his way to you as there, as you guys are all getting stuff prepped. And he goes, so, man, are you thinking about, uh, if you are going to help, just out of curiosity, are you doing helping with the stand at the in Capitol Street or staying here i figured i'd go back and forth i mean it's not that far of a walk yeah that's true okay. yeah. just wanted to be sure you know stan can only hold to so many of us <laughs> yeah. quick question adequate did we ever give any of them names i don't think so <laughs> i'm gonna call that one john <laughs> yep it is Republic City, so they do have common names. There are there are people in this place with common names, as courtesy of Kevin and Mike. And then, uh, mainly, uh, the reason I was asking is I want to go to the one that 
I usually have handling money, who I'm gonna call Mike just because. Sure. <laughs> but uh, just want to go over to Mike uh, in the back real quick and uh, be, just be like, "Hey, Mike, uh, want to talk to you so- about something real quick?" Yeah, dude. What's up? I'm gonna. Shin's gonna take the paper that he took out of his safe out of his pocket and like hold it out to him like this is the deed for earth's crust Um, i want you to hold on to it for me uh, yeah man and he reaches very hesitantly to the paper almost as if you're playing a joke and he he eventually does grab it and pull it away from you and just looks at it for a second longer than uh, than would be expected. This dude is clearly surprised, and he just goes, "Is you okay, man? Are you? What's wrong?" Ah, oh, no, no problem. Just uh, got some things I gotta take care of, and want to make sure, like, if anything were to happen, that the place is taken care of. So just hold on to that until you know I come back. All right, and he reaches. Uh, to the safe to open it up and stops and goes do you want it in the safe or are you giving it to me um, to you oh man well thanks man yeah I, I'm not gonna let you down All right. I but, know. but hey listen and he, he stands up and he is taller than you but uh, most people are most people are and he just grabs you by the shoulder with the hand that's not holding the deed and he just goes dude whatever you've got planned or whatever you're doing just be careful, please. I'm always careful. Come on. <laughs> no, you're not, which is exactly why I'm, at, I'm telling you this. <laughs> We're not counting the times I cut myself making pizzas, okay? Are we going to count the time you jumped off the balcony thinking you could do a triple backflip? Broke your leg? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that's the case, then yeah, you're perfectly careful. <laughs> but yeah, dude. I'm worried about you. Just you know, whatever you've got. Yeah. Yeah. Everything will work out fine. All right. Get on doing what you need to do, man. I, I got a lot of paperwork to get ready for today. Yeah. I'm going to go back out, take a look around at the progress that's been made to get ready and just head out. Be like, I, I'll be at the stand uh, closer to when everything starts. All right. Got you covered. It should just be a couple of hours. Alright, and I'm gonna make my way over to Gaia and Rena's place. Okay, uh, and so Jaeger, roll me a d20, please. Okay, but uh, I got a 17. Okay, you had a fairly decent sleep. Um, Jaeger, you're not, you're no um, novice to pressure situations or anything like that, so all the events that are going on today you've you've dealt with worse though you're just playing back the the conversation that you had uh with the woman at the bar last night and yeah and as you're prepping for the day you already get up you're an early riser too we established that pretty early on is there anything else that is going on in your head i guess jaeger's like a little nervous since everybody's scattered like he found out that uh that the rest of the group went to Air Temple Island and he's not sure why. Like they didn't even tell the instructors to his knowledge. So he's a little 
concerned and also thinking back on Yang's OG plan to kidnap the president himself. Like he's just feeling a little weird about the whole situation. Okay. But you know, you've got to prep nonetheless. And Indeed. So you do. You get prepped for the day. You walk out of your room. Uh, you're passing by Vana's room. Uh, roll me a perception check. A nine. <laughs> a nine. A beautiful um, man. Okay. You hear uh, noises going on in Vana's room, but you can't really make out anything uh, of the sort. You know, it could just be Vana getting ready or something like that. But something that you yeah. do uh, perceive is the smell, the allure of what smells like meat being cooked uh, downstairs in the kitchen. I will go to that meat. <laughs> All right, meat. Uh, I called you meat. All right, Jaeger. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not wrong, but yeah, I was going to say it's true. So, uh, Jaeger, you make your way. I will go to that meat. Slap it on a t-shirt. Absolutely. I love it. Uh, you head downstairs into the kitchen. You see Z is prepping a few things, getting uh, things nice and ready. And as she's doing so, uh, you see Mike dressed in this glorious display of clothing more so than you've ever seen before and grabbing like pieces of bacon make sure making sure not to get anything on his clothes he looks over to you with your dark clothes and hood uh and he just looks at you he's got his face stuffed with stuff that uh z's been making and he just goes mm. Mm. jaeger i i hope that you have slept well and uh, you are ready for today's good uh good events how uh how confident are you about today uh, well i'm not all like are you worried at all about any of this and you see he does have this expression on his face because he's he's thinking these things through but you see him like push back those thoughts looks at you and gives you this very santa claus like smile pats you on your arm meat and just goes i have the absolute confidence that you will be there to Make sure nothing happens. Well, I'm happy you have some faith in me. Of course, you've given me no reason not to. Speaking of meat, wait, that was a wrong way to introduce this subject. Uh, yes. Speaking uh, of things that meat come from, do you know where Kevin and Yang, do you know what they're doing right now? Uh, Did they tell you anything? No, and you hear Z... Uh, over where the stove is, she just goes, yeah, Kevin called. He said that uh, they are at Air Temple Island and that they're fetching something to pick us up. Okay. I guess I'm going to have to wait here then. Yeah, I guess so, unless you have any other plans. I'm not really in charge of you. Damn right. Right. And she continues to cook, and Mike goes, well, on that note, I will be heading to the Capitol building. I hope to see you there. Uh, shortly, the sooner we can get everything underway, the sooner everything can uh, work out, I guess. You're going to go there by yourself? Well, I've got my uh, driver with me that should be able to walk me up the steps if uh, if need be. And of course, we've got the rest of the councilmen there as well once I go through the doors. All right. Just make sure to keep an extra eye out. Yes, and you do the same. Be sure to keep uh, keep everybody safe and... Uh, I, I never got to see my boy fight, but uh, if, if there's any problems, I, I'm sure that a strong man like you could be able to help protect uh, any anybody that would be in trouble. I'm going to do my best. 
Perfect. And he grabs one more slice of bacon, and as he's walking out, he goes, uh, excuse me, uh, Maiden, um, just a heads up, the I like my bacon a little less crispy, please, the next time you get it cooked. Uh, thank you very much. And he walks out, and uh, Z just Z just looks super annoyed at him, doesn't even respond, looks to you, uh, and just goes, the man thinks I work for him. Well, to be honest, I think your bacon's pretty bomb. Thank you. I mean, it's, I'm cooking it how firebenders do, or Fire Nation citizens do, and she starts cooking vigorously. I think you need to add a little bit more tension. You're right. Maybe I need some lemon pepper. Uh, so, Jaeger, I don't think we've really had the chance to talk much. Uh, you know, I'm Z, I'm pretty sure you know that. Uh, but I'm kind of curious... Uh, have you been to the Fire Nation? I think from the report, you came from the Fire Nation school. Yeah, but I only went there for school. I never really lived there or seen it prior. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, did you... Well, I guess that kind of ruins my next question here. I was just going to ask, like, how how was it? How did it seem? Because uh, uh, it's been a long time since I've been uh, to the Fire Nation. It was... I guess I can kind of answer. It was more just rigorous training and studying. Right. All right. Well, it, thank you. No, thank you. For what? The meat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, it sounds like it was a waste of time if they're going to bring uh, bring something to pick us up, though. Which is perfect. That's just exactly what I expected. Nah, you can't travel on an empty stomach that's a sin yeah yeah i guess uh just out of curiosity is uh, have you seen sean i didn't see him when we got here i've only seen vana torque you and mike since i've been back i have right. no idea where sean is that's weird okay well i'm sure he'll be fine yeah well i guess i'm gonna Wait for them to get here. And I'll uh, be as as uh, you guys are having this conversation is as, as you were saying that you were just gonna wait. You hear uh, Vana and Torque step in somewhat at the same time. Vana comes in, uh, looks to you, Jaeger smiles and looks to Z and smiles and just gives politeful bows and just goes, "Good morning, everybody. I hope everybody is uh, is well rested and is is gonna be a big day." A big day. And you could say that Torque walks in, he just goes, Oh, are we gonna be blessed with Z's fantastic bacon this morning? Oh my gosh, this is a this is a dream come true. Fire Nation style. Fire Nation. I mean that's they make the best bacon, I'm not gonna lie. Like I've been around and let me tell you, no nation knows how to cook meat better than the Fire Nation. I cannot deny that. And uh Z then delegate or uh delivers the information that they're that you guys are all going to be picked up soon that uh kevin and uh yang are at air temple island and the like uh, as you guys are delivering this information there is in fact a bison that comes down lands outside the window that you guys can see uh lands in the grass which if mike were there at the moment he'd probably be very upset someone gets off it looks to be an airbender in military uniform and you get a knock at the door 
Torque goes to open it. He goes, good morning, whoever you are. I take it you are supposed to be delivering us to uh, Air Temple Island. We just had, we just got the word. And uh, Jaeger, you see, oh, you met him. You see it's Bandon and like another airbender is sitting on the bison still. And he goes, uh, yeah, hi. Hi, everybody. Uh, whenever you're ready. Jaeger grabs a couple of meat, a couple pieces of meat. A couple of meat. A couple, a units. couple of just a couple units of meat, you know, <laughs> like two meats, if you will. Um, and goes over and gets a top of the bison. Okay. Uh, and everybody else does. You guys all begin to travel as the three of you. What are you doing? Yang will probably, after having rehearsed um, the speech and gotten feedback, would ask Uncle Milo if he has traditional airbender robes he can borrow. He thinks about it for a moment. Um, let's see. Yang's also six foot tall, right? Is that the thing? They're all six feet. Okay, They're that's insane. Uh, Milo, who I'm pretty sure I said was uh, at least a handful of inches shorter than the main party, thinks on it for a second and says, I don't think any of my robes would fit you, <laughs> but we can dig around and uh, see what we have lying around for you. Thank you. I'm just hoping that everything goes well today and we can avoid conflict. Best laid plans. They often go awry. You guys make your way back downstairs outside, uh, and it's around this time that you see the bison landing uh, right near you guys. Uh, and you see Milo, you see a man kind of push his way through the crowd. A little taller than the rest of these six-foot giants is <laughs> a, an earthbender male. You've never met this man before, and just like holds out his hand and goes, Well, it's nice to meet you, General. I am Torque. I'm the Dean of the White Lotus School uh, down in the United Provinces. It's such an honor to meet you. I've been wanting to meet you for at least a while. Oh, a fan. Yes, yes. Pleasure to meet you as well. And he'll... Yeah, I've seen all about your stuff in the movers. Well, believe me, the legend in reality puts the movers to shame. And he shakes his hand. You, you feel a very firm handshake, and he just gives this very big... Uh, he, like, this dude doesn't stop with a cocky smirk ever. And he's just like, yeah, I hope that's true. There's only one way to find out. Yeah, man, don't let me down. That's all I can ask. And he gives you the finger guns. <laughs> oh, finger guns. They still do that. Great. Yeah, that, I mean, I'm an earthbender. What else are we supposed to do? Predator handshake, and he looks over to Jaeger. <laughs> but, uh... uh yes. yes. The rest of you. <laughs> and I'm he turns to... Vana just rolls her eyes, does a minute-long blink, and just goes, don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> but what what have you guys uh, uncovered? What brought you here? Uh, I'm kind of curious. I know you came to my room last night, Kevin, but I was so tired. Okay, um, I'm going to fill you in. Uh, when I told the general here, there's going to be two attacks. One on the president okay. and one on the council. Okay, and I take it we're all here to try to formulate some kind of plan before we get to Capitol Street. Yes. Okay. If I may interject, Master, I actually have a plan, and I'm hoping you will all hear me out. 
I have prepared a speech, and I would like to present it to the council, but when the Bender Revolution begins its attack, I have asked my uncle if he could station his troops to help provide safety and security for the civilian population. As for us, I'm asking that if we have to fight, we do not use bending. It would help our cause if we are able to defend the council from these benders who just want to be represented. Yeah, the my takeaway from all of this, if you don't mind my interjection, and he gives a smirk, everybody just wants their voices heard. So I don't know if their whole point is to hurt people. Uh, but I mean, and he looks over to Jaeger and, and goes, they're, you're expected on the fire nation or the firebender side of this whole thing. So like, you tell me what, what are they, how are they feeling? Well, I got them to postpone it for two today. They were going to do it last night. And I, I'm honestly not sure they're pretty, uh, hell bent on causing as much trouble as possible. Not to mention that one of the council members has an army of cheap blockers. And a bit on the crazy side. And she's and currently working with technology to give non-benders the ability to bend. And uh, Milo, to interject here short, uh, very quickly, you don't even need to roll for this. You know uh, the general that they're talking about, especially when they mention a little crazy. That is General Sei Li, who is the uh, general to the military of uh, Republic City. So you two kind of do work hand in hand uh, somewhat. Uh, you, Neither of you really know what the other is doing, of course, but if the ground troops can't handle situations, they call you guys in. Uh, so you both know each other rather decently. Uh, you guys are acquaintances, if anything. Uh, and yeah, she is a little mad, uh, but you know she is uh, in the council as well. So she does hold a bit more power than... Uh, what some would deem comfortable, even. Gasp. Yes. Let's pray that the firebenders that do attack do not use their bending, because that's the last thing we want. Well, the revolt group was really quick to use bending on us. I'm sure they'll probably try to use it there, too, and we should expect it. And that's why I'm saying, please feel free to defend yourself. I'm just asking that you do so without bending. It will give us more of a leverage if we try to protect ourselves while still following their laws. That's a fair point, I guess. And he looks over to Milo. He goes, Milo! Airbender! Yes, so, I am both these things. What do you think? Because uh, it looks like we're kind of on a, a military base of our own here. And so, like, what do you... I'm asking, what do you do? Do you mean in general? Or what do I think about the situation at hand? Yeah, let's go with yes. <laughs> well, based on the information that's been provided, I'm... I want to be on hand to make sure that's at the very least nothing happens to my brother. But I am also going to bring in troops of my own to be stationed to make sure, to ensure the safety of civilians. To that extent, I intend to do both of these things okay. within the full capacity of my powers. I okay. think that if push comes to shove and things get dangerous, 
I'd much rather everyone here use any tools at their disposal to stay alive. But if Yang believes it prudent to hold back an attempt to take action and defend while, while avoiding using bending, then I trust the boy. As long as the citizens are safe, that is my priority. I don't care if you guys need to use bending to save yourselves and whatnot. My priority is and always will be the people, the citizens. If we can get them safe, that's that's exactly where we need to be. If things do pop off, this place, look, it's going to be madness. You would have... A- you can have a crowd of people which all cluster in one small space go to private stampede over each other to get safe. Yeah, and we can't have that. Or at least, I mean, we can't control that. But at the very least, I can say that we can't, we can't let that be a hindrance to their safety. So we're going to have to find something that we can do to get them to safety because I don't trust what they're going to do. You know, I don't trust what the those benders are going to do. Anything's possible today. Our priority is going to be those people. I mean, even the council can take care of themselves. If one of them is crazy, but in the military or whatever that, whatever you were saying, like they can handle themselves. I'm worried about the people. Agreed. I think large part, our focus should be on enforcing peace and security. Yeah. See, I like this guy. He knows what I'm talking about. (laughs) So I guess our next question is, where are you guys going to be? And he points to the White Lotus groups. I will be giving a speech to the council and hoping that my words will not fall on deaf ears. I too will be with you, uh, Yang. But Jaeger, are you going to be with us or are you going to be with the firebenders? I don't think I'm going to be with either. I think I'm going to try to get into the crowd early. Kevin Knox. Okay, and top. Oh, where is she? Mila, what Yang did you do with Taro? Yang looks at Jaeger. Uh, I haven't seen her in some time. He looks at Kevin and Yang. He looks at Kevin and Yang too. He, Yang is looking at Jaeger. <laughs> Mila looks at Jaeger. Tor- <laughs> Tor looks at Jaeger. <laughs> Jaeger, could you please explain? Jaeger feels. Uh, exposed from everyone staring at him. Um, Torque leans in. Nairo is staring as well. Damn! <laughs> uh, I, can't, I can't talk with you guys watching. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, Jaeger, I th- Jaeger is kind of confused. It's, it's, it's alright, right Jaeger. Like, you, you already told me what's going on on the phone. I'm just, I'm just playing around. I just hope that she's okay. (laughs) Jaeger breathes a little bit. Well, you don't want to do that too much. Could hyperventilate. I know words. (laughs) Yang looks genuinely surprised. (laughs) All right. so, (laughs) So it sounds like we've got everything worked out. Where do you want uh, us three? Any kind of gestures to Torque, Vana, and uh, Z? If you could be in the crowd as well and help the crowd in the event that there is conflict, that would be great. Yeah, Torque, I was going to say, I think you'd be very vital in the crowd. I think you could 
when worst comes to worst, I think your duty should be to separate the crowd from the vendor from the other vendors. Okay, yeah, I could do that. I could be in the crowd. I'm very inconspicuous. Any I hope you're more inconspicuous than Vana is. Yeah, I mean, she kind of stands out, and we all look to the shortest member of the group. Where Vana goes, uh, I I think it would be safer if at least one of us is in the council room with the two of you. I I don't think it's safe having just. I don't get me Ma wrong. I trust both of you, but at the same Master time, Master Vana. Yeah. If innocent people are hurt, I ask that you and Kevin be the exception to your bending, and that you help aid those who are injured. I honestly fear that between a mad general and an upset bender group, there will be conflict. I'm hoping not. I'm hoping that my words will allow the council to see reason. But you, with your healing mastery, will be able to help civilians who are injured or anyone who is injured. Please have faith in us. Okay. No, that's right. That's fair. Uh, I guess then, yeah, I can be in the crowd. Um, and Torx speaks up and goes, but Z, I mean, she can be with you guys. That's cool, right? You guys don't have a problem with her? And he just puts his hand on her head and like nods it as he's like, you guys don't have a problem with her? Actually, we would honor, we would welcome Z's assistance. Yeah, she Z, can do more than just cook bacon, I can promise. Z, uh, quick question for you. Are you a bender? Uh, no. Then, actually, you're actually perfect for the for meeting with the council, because they were wondering what can non-benders get from the White Lotus. I can be in the group with you guys if you want. Uh, I, I can do martial arts. I have training and stuff, so I am not defenseless. I can do what needs uh, what you guys need. So, like, what is this speech? Is this some kind of... Is this a festival? Like, how many people are going to be there, usually? That's a good question, Frog. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> yeah, this... Uh, every year, the president tries to hold some kind of speech that basically is just like, you know, company meetings meetings where they try to give out, like, what's gone on in the months or year uh, of, like, how well it's done and stuff like that or progress that can be made mm -hmm. or has been made. That's essentially what he does every year. Uh, he just tries to keep the people as informed as possible every year in these events. And it's kind of become... Uh, it goes hand in hand with a uh, with a special event that goes on for the year too. Uh, the day that they do these speeches and festivals, which this year is called the Rock Out Cookout, so you know there's a bunch of food places and stuff like that. So it's this big event. Um, this is also the anniversary day of when Republic City was founded, which is why these this day out of the year was chosen for these speeches to kind of commemorate. Uh, the unit, like the idea of what the city was built for, uh, to create a, a place of peace and harmony. And the best way to do that is in this terms of harmony is to have these speeches to keep people as in the loop of the city as possible. So it's become this huge thing as well as technically a holiday. So, so me as a player thinking, I was like, there were the Independence Day. Uh, not so much a, a Independence Day because they never demanded independence from anybody. It's more no, of like a. What I mean, like, more this, like a this is gonna sound day. really cheesy. It's gonna sound really cheesy, Milo. But it's more of like a day of remembrance. 
It's just not to say. It sounds like Remembrance Day to me. A little bit. Uh, which, it's just a coincidence, I promise. I'm sure. But... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's essentially what the whole design is. Uh, and what Rena said in in the uh, chat is very much a good way of putting it. It's, it's a state of the nation, is essentially what these speeches are. Uh, and it's a big festival time. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, rather than repeating that, I'm just going to say Milo reiterates that information to the group. Okay. And so Torque just kind of uh, nods for a second longer than you think he should and just goes, all right, so that it sounds like there's going to be a lot of people there. My main concern are the chi blockers. Uh, that's not a problem. He just looks to all the other benders who are in silence. <laughs> at the end of the day you know we have to do what we feel is right for for the entire situation so I like I do feel right being with the crowd of people I'm sure Vana does feels the same you guys feel right being with the council and Milo you feel right with your airbending and whooshes and stuff so nailed it whooshes thank you whooshes and and foies and whatever whatever you guys do you breathing and uh, at the end of the day, as long as we make sure no one's hurt, that's all that matters. You know, it doesn't matter where everybody is. And it's, by the way, you know, I've done a lot of planned preparations. The second something goes awry, things just really go awry anyway. So we, we can't worry about the semantics, just worry about our common goal. Plans are only as good as their first step, and we have our first step. Exactly. This guy gets it. I like him. It's at this point that Yang begins to wonder where uh, Sokka is because he had hoped to hear back from Master Zhang, at least. Uh, yeah, that's right. I forgot you sent out the bird. Um, you do see the bird is with Iroh. He still has the note on his leg. He wasn't able to find him. Huh. I guess Master Zhang's not in the city. I don't know. I'm not in control of that old bastard. I think we should all get ready for today and get into our relative positions as quickly as possible. I am going to change into something more appropriate for this meeting, even if it will be uncomfortable. If you all excuse me. Right. And, and as Yang leaves, Milo's going to just like nod to the group and um, excuse himself, too, because he's going to go show Yang where to like maybe they can dig up some of his family's old stuff to see if there's a robe that fits. OK, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And anybody else, what what are you guys doing to get ready? Because it sounds like after these minor preparations, you guys are heading out. Uh, Jaeger needs to talk to Torque 101. OK, you see Torque is... Um, of all things, working with the air defense, doing the 200 push-ups, 200 sit-ups, 200 squats, and 20-kilometer run. Uh, he's right there with them. He just likes to work out. <laughs> so this is his form of preparation. Okay, well, Jaeger's going to approach him and call him a meathead. What's up, Scarboy? I need to talk to you. All right. And he earthpins himself up and walks over to you. What's up? So before Sean left, mm -hmm. he introduced a new technique to me as you're as you're talking to him he's still doing squats that's weird what, what? No, also just keep squats. talking just keep talking uh, all right cool um i feel like this technique is going to turn the tide should the need arise 
Okay. But I've never fully done it before. And if it gets out of hand, I need you to be ready to, in to encase whatever comes out. I think I know the one you're talking about. And you see he does stop his squats and he his face his face just changes uh, as you were talking about this and he goes, is this the uh, that fire uh, what is it the fire snake thing? Yeah. You need to be very careful with that move. That's what I'm saying. I don't That's trust why it. I need your help. I don't trust that thing. And if you are able to do it, then your uh, your easy uh, what what's the word for this? Your willingness to use it in a crowd of people is kind of it tells me you haven't used it yet, or at least you haven't seen what happens if you don't use it right. I have a general idea, but I'm not going to use it if there are still civilians around. Good. That's why I'm saying it's a last resort kind of thing. Good. Well, listen, man, you know your skills better than I do. If you feel like you need to do it, then go ahead, and I will do what I need to do. Uh, but that thing is a strong move. And Shang is stronger than I am, and he has a hard time controlling it when, when it doesn't go right. I know. I, I trust you to make the right decision. Just, just know that it's a serious one. And you see, like he he looks visibly nervous when you're talking to him about this, but he he does still try to maintain that confidence, and he just goes, "I'll do what I need to do, in case anything goes wrong." All right. That's all I ask. Yeah, and uh, he kind of just walks away. Uh, you can tell, though, that everything that you just mentioned to him is like in his head right now. Let's cut over to uh, Rena and Shin, since they've been patient with us for a while. Shin, you eventually make your way to the hideout. Uh, Earthbend the door open, essentially, and walk through the very long tunnel to get under the bay where, ironically, you guys are closer to each other than you than you realize, honestly. Uh, and you open the door into the hideout, and you see a large crowd of people getting everything ready. And you see Gaia and Rena all getting themselves prepared. Although Rena seems a little less in the moment to talk to people as uh, Gaia is. Uh, but Gaia does spot you, walk over, and she goes, Shin, it's, it's good to see you. I'm glad you were able to make it. Oh, of course. Where else would I be? I, I don't know. It's just... Yeah, today? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've had a couple of people uh, decide not to show up, so I just didn't know uh, what you were planning. But uh, it's good to have you here. It's always good to have uh, someone strong here with us. Uh, I'm about to give the preparation for a speech, if uh, you want to stand by me along with Rena. Oh, and also, uh, she gestures over to, it looks like, a couple of crates nearby, and she's, she goes, if you need any makeshift weapons, uh, feel free to grab them, and there's also masks over there, just in case. Yeah, I'll be up with, uh, up with you in a moment. 
and Shin's just gonna head over to the cases. Okay. And uh, Rena, she heads over to wherever you are. What are you doing at this moment? You think? Um, doing some push-ups with some people. <laughs> All right, you're doing push-ups with some people. Uh, they look just as nervous as you, but they seem to be into it, honestly, because uh, Earthbenders. Uh, and she walks up. They all stop and get back up and look at her. Uh, and it takes you a second to realize that she's behind you, but eventually you notice when she goes, uh, Rena. Yeah, what's up? Hi. Hey. Uh, I stand up. Hello, uh, I'm about to give my speech. Uh, do you mind coming with me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Finger guns, finger guns. Okay, let's do it. I follow her. Uh, she walks over to where Shin is. Earth bends up a pillar to where the three of you are standing on the top. It's an extra like five or so feet, not too tall, uh, but tall enough to where you guys can look over this entire crowd of people. And she just walks forward and goes, All right, Earthbenders. And Firebenders, thank you all for showing up, for coming here, and for being a part of today. This is a big, big job that we are doing today. Uh, hopefully it won't be any of our lasts, but I'm not going to fool around and let you believe that there is no chance that it won't be. We don't know what's going to happen or what's prepared for us out there, but what we do know is that this is a mission that needs to be made with the utmost safety on all accounts, not just our own. Remember, the president is not a bad guy. We don't want to hurt him or the people out in the streets during this festival. The priority is just to get him so we can finally be able to speak and say what we feel, all right? Only use bending under an extreme circumstance you earthbenders, use your seismic senses so that we can stay at least in relative ease of where each other are. And you firebenders that have any healing capabilities, feel free to do so in case anything goes wrong. But I reiterate this, the focus is not to cause alarm or pain to anybody involved. Our focus is just to get that president and get back to safety so that we can have a talk. That's it. All of you mean the world to me. I will be right there with you in case you need anything. We've mentioned this last night and I will reiterate again. Get into groups, small groups, where you have at least one earthbender that can do seismic sense, preferably a metal bender since they're just inclined to do it stronger, better, faster, stronger. Chin rolls his eyes. And get with a group that may or may not have a firebender that can heal. I know we don't have a lot of you here. I hope that your brothers will be safe today. And I hope that they understand that there's no hard feelings about whatever may occur because of their lack of presence. But any of you firebenders that can heal, please get into groups with the rest so that if something were to happen, you can do something with it. You can help. As soon as the speech begins, we will put on our masks and try to make our way through the crowd. Try to be separated from other groups, but still within seismic shots of each other so that we know that everyone is still okay. And if there's nothing anybody has to add, let's go. And she earth bends the pillar down and uh, walks to the door. 
earthbends that down and begins to walk out as everybody else tends to grab and like gather themselves into small crowds. Uh, and it seems like some of them are beginning to move out. Shin's gonna like grab a. Is there an axe? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Shin's gonna grab an axe and just like start marching forward, but he's like putting, turning his head behind him, and saying, "Come on, guys, let's go reclaim our freedom." For freedom, and they all start cheering that, and they begin walking out, and everybody's getting themselves into groups. And Rena, what about you? Um, I think Rena's like hanging back, making sure that no one like is straggling too much, making sure everyone gets out, and then she's gonna close up the hideout when everyone's gone. Okay. And as you do so, take one last look in the room, and let me ask Rena, are you still wearing the suit that you found? Did you put it on today? <laughs> Boy, I sure did. Underneath my 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 secret clothes, my disguise okay. clothes. Okay. And you earthbend the door and begin to walk out towards Capitol Street. Uh, everybody seems to be divided up, making their own way to there. As we're going, can I, like, the... Because I'm assuming there's going to be a firebender in whichever group I'm with. Uh, just ask them... It, just want to ask if they know anyone that matches the description of said firebender I was... Asked to oh, okay. look yeah. for and second. All right, you ask this guy, and he's just like, oh, "Sorry, man, I can't really help you. Uh, I haven't heard of that guy. He kind of sounds a little familiar, but I can't quite put my finger on it." You know, any idea like where he's? If you might know him. Yeah, he's definitely part of our group. Uh, you know, not this little group, but I'm talking about the revolt group. Uh, but he, he wasn't there long, I don't feel. Like, I, I don't have many memories of him. He gave a... Hmm. And uh, are you speaking just quiet enough to where the two of you can hear? Or is, are you speaking... No, because, I, I mean, if I, if... I know the just another person in our group that I'm looking for. Okay. Uh, and one of the uh, other members in this group comes up to you and he goes, Hey, uh, you know that... That description sounds familiar. He's the guy that gave that speech last uh, the other night. It sounds like big old scars and muscly guy. That's speech. Yeah, you weren't you weren't there for that yet. Uh, I think I think you came in after after he left, but he came in with uh with our new boss, with Marina. I think so. And the uh, firebender's like, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that's probably why I can't remember him too well. Didn't get enough of a chance to talk to him. Gonna look around for Rena as we're walking. All right, make a perception check. Oh, and I guess this is more like a luck check just to see. Either way, there's it's a twenty on my dice. Well, yep. Rena did not only go the same direction that you went, but you see her like four crowds behind you. I'm gonna drop back. You found me. Oh no. Just <laughs> gonna slowly drop back. My my, my plan. Hello. Uh, What's up? Rena, you just told you came in when you came in you were with a uh, firebender with a bunch of scars on him and who do you know where I can find him after this? Uh, hmm. I feel like he'll probably be around. 
today. Probably. I don't know. I don't keep tabs on him. Sh Shinzo, like, was he part of the group? Was he here with us? No, I mean... Uh... Yeah, I guess. You know, he was there. So... I mean, is he here with us now? Like, why else would he be Oh, on? here? No. He's not here right now. Yeah. Why? Got a crush on him? Nah, someone asked me to give him something. Oh, what is it? A love note? Oh, An engagement ain't ring? Ain't, ain't my life. I just asked doing someone a solid. I don't know, man. Not his mama. Alright, figure out to ask. And I'm gonna continue on. Okay. Uh, the whole crowd makes their way eventually. Uh, but we're going to focus on the two of you guys specifically. Makes your way to Capitol Street. And good lordy, there's a lot of people. You see, as you got closer, there seems to be a, a thicker and thicker crowd of just people. You're hearing sounds of uh, music playing. You're smelling food in the air. You see one of those little dragon costumes where like, it takes like eight people to wear it. And they dance around uh, the street as they're... The crowd is just grouped in. Right here, there's like the three-story, four-story buildings. Uh, for anyone listening, this is the same location relatively uh, where the Earth's crust is and the uh, the Stay Inn Hotel. Uh, something that makes this especially special is that long down the street, uh, going up the mountain, you do see the Capitol building is set on the three-way intersection at the very end here. A large building that looks very reminiscent to the Capitol building that was in Legend of Korra. Uh, but this is also where they put the redone Zuko statue, which stands high. Even at this distance, you can very clearly see that it's Zuko with his hand out and fire coming out. The same statue is just a replica of it because the original was destroyed in the downtown blast when the spirit portal was created uh, years ago. You see a bunch of souvenir stands celebrating uh, celebrating this time of year and stuff like that. You see it, they've got cups and mugs and stuff that say 70 fit, 75 years of Republic City. There does seem to be a little bit of unease though. Uh, I, <laughs> go ahead and roll me perception checks, both of you. 17. Uh, 14. Rena, you notice that there seems to be like a lot of cops out, which seems like it makes sense. You know, this is a festival. They just want to make sure nothing's going on. But you can't shake the feeling like it seems like a little excessive amount of cops. So you can't shake this feeling like there's a little bit too many of them. And uh, Shin, you not only see that there seems to be an unusually high number of police here, but there also seems to be a few conspicuous looking people just kind of sprinkled in through the crowd that seems to be kind of just something else in this crowd that you don't feel should be here. Initiating plan B. Yep. <laughs> I'm just going to make my way over to my stand. What's plan break B? Break everybody. No, don't you worry about plan B. What? And, uh, Shin, you remember where you bought uh, the location for the Earth's Crust uh, stand, which is pretty close to where you are. You're kind of... Imagine this place being... The street itself being large enough to where it's like four blocks long. Uh, 
So if you're near the very end, you really can't see uh, the capital uh, stage or anything like that. But as you get closer, you can start to tell the crowd is gathering deeply within that center point where the capital uh, capital building is. And you know Earth's crust is relatively close to that. Uh, your, your guys are in a good location where they can see the speech, essentially. Not just hear it through the speakers, but see the speech as well with the president whenever he comes out and, and stuff like that. If you wanted to go over there, you guys also see, as I said before, concession stands. So there's one particularly across the street called the, uh, the Black Cat Dogfish uh, Souvenir Shop uh, that, that is selling these mugs and stuff like that, if any of you were interested in buying that. Uh, well, Shim wants to go over to his stand. I pretty much just uh, tell John... I'm assuming John is there. Yep. Yes. Uh, tell John, like, as the day is going by, keep an eye, like, keep an ear and an eye out for me. Uh, any customers named Eva? Was that, was that the name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Eva, you know? All right, I got you, man. I got you. Is this, like, one of your lady friends or something that you're trying to hide from, or what? Uh, no, I'm trying to find her, actually, so keep just keep tabs on any customers who come by, you know, running as you're going about your day, find out the name. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, yeah, I could do something like that. Cool. Everything, cover, bud. everything looks good out here. Yeah, man, and I, I'm, I'm kind of a little worried about these, uh, these hot dog stands that we've got nearby, and there's like four hot dog stands in a row next to your pizza stand. And he's like, but I think, uh, I think we'll beat out the competition this year. Hot dogs, man. How, you know how many hot dogs you gotta order to get to get full? We got no taste. Just better. order one pizza for a good price and drinks, which. Oh we man. got hey, we got the extra anchovies, right? Taro uh, is definitely at a hot dog stand right now. <laughs> stuffing her face with just, hot dogs. You decide to I have at least you. three hot dogs in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he looks to you and he says, "We didn't get extra." So one guy comes should... comes by today, and we can all make some extra money, you know. So you know what? And he rushes off uh, to go grab some more anchovies. Sweet. Thing that you're doing. I mean, some hot dogs right now. You put all the right toppings on it. You didn't put anchovies on it, which is a good thing. <laughs> Someone tried to put anchovies on it, and you're like, no, no, no anchovies. Absolutely not. Yeah, you've got some chili, uh, chili dog sauce on it, and everything like some ketchup, some mustard. Uh, they were gonna put relish on there, and you know it's up to you if you wanted that. But you know they got you on all the all the condiments. You swat the relish away. They're like, come on. <laughs> All this food is on the ground. Rena walks away in this destructive chaos that is food that has been slapped to the ground. What kind of uncivilized people put relish on their hot dogs? Hello? You Disgusting. look around, everybody in Republic City is like, oh, extra <laughs> relish for me, please. You monsters. <laughs> Leave the relish out of it. Yeah, uh, you're not Who's really that? relishing in this conversation, Hello? are you? Yeah. Is that you, All right, I'm going home. Burke, is that you? <laughs> uh, okay, now that you guys are in the festival, let's go back to the rest of you guys.
Thank you everybody for listening to Book One Search Episode 37, Where the Trails Lead. Uh, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, uh, feel free to find us on social medias, Facebook and Twitter under the name Dicebenders D&D, as well as check out We Roll Dice. That is the new Discord that we uh, work through, as well as a few other podcasters that we are friends with. Sean, Don, you've heard them before uh, on the show. Chris, you've heard him. He's actually Milo. He's in this episode. Uh, anyway, making this short. Dicebenders is a Skeptic Frogs game. It's a D&D 5e live-action podcast using class models created by us, Skeptic Frog. Uh, class models of the Elemancer classes were 3.1.0 when this came out, I believe. It's been a few months since we recorded this, and I didn't, don't have the notes on it anymore. Uh, but that's secondary to the point. Lastly, though, I have to say this, otherwise my players will kill me. Subscribe for more shenanigans.